Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the FLA Cats Hockey Podcast. This is your host, David Rodriguez, with my co-host, Ryan Keelan and Kirby Lupo. Ryan, Kirby, we're coming after this two games in Boston tied up. Home is looking nice for us over the weekend. We'll start with you, Ryan. How are we feeling after those first two games? Yeah, um, I would give that a nice A performance. To win one in Boston is a huge plus for us, so we're in a good spot. I'm fired up. I'm going to Friday and Sunday's game, so I hope we get two wins. But if possible, let's just get one and take it to game five and see what we can do. Yeah, I'm feeling very optimistic, guys, with this 1-1 series split. I know the Panthers season series winning both games on home ice not kind of having that luck with Boston you know of recent memory but even going way back in the TD Garden and I thought Panthers played good in both games but able to get that split I think you know looking ahead that Friday night game is going to be key because that's a night game and we know what the Sunday game is that's a matinee afternoon game so I really think uh, game three is going to be really important for this series to go potentially long which I did not see happening David yeah, the first game, a lot of, you know, tense moments for sure. I think Panthers fans were eager to face Boston, knowing that the, you know, the Cinderella story was on our shoulders. Boston's the Goliath of the the East and, and the entire NHL. So a lot of eager fans ready to get the series started. And, uh, you know, what worse way to start the series with the patented two Panthers penalties in the first five minutes. And uh, Boston took advantage got the early lead and didn't really look back the rest of the game. So we said it and I said was the the X factor kind of thing that I mentioned was special teams. And so far, guys, I think that's been, you know, I hit the nail on the head with that one as far as special teams is what really has kind of pulled, you know, Boston into it and away from us, especially in game one. Uh, So, Ryan, we knew Pasternak was going to be dangerous and he scored the first goal of the series. But outside of that, he hasn't had too much because, you know, Panthers have held him out pretty good on five on five. Yeah, for the first two games, we're over the first the whole two games, we're outplaying them. I mean, it's it's not like we're, you know, we didn't get smacked the first game. I mean, other than the Lion goal, he's been he's been playing amazing for us. So you can't ask for more other than the the second goal he let up in the first game. Mm-hmm. Um we're we're toe to toe with the Bruins. I mean which is which is crazy to think after you know how we were in January compared to now and how they set the record for wins, points, all of that stuff. So I I love where we are right now, and I think if we come out strong in Game Three, we can we can give them a little scare because they're a little rattled. You saw at the end of Game Two, so I, I'm I'm liking where we are. Yeah, in Game One there, I was just I I liked how the Panthers came out putting 15 shots on net in the first period, but I wasn't pleased with two things, and we talked about it in our Spaces community. Um, number one, just a lot of like low danger shots and it continued through the whole game, David. And then there was also a lot of like chip and chases, dump and chases, which they kind of altered that style of play in game two and put Boston um, back on their heels. But I remember you asking Ryan and I are top five players for the series. 
And I mentioned Pasternak being my number one. You guys had some laughs about that because I wasn't giving him enough of his flowers during the season. And then I mentioned DeBrusque as an honorable mention, and they both got on the score sheet for Boston. I thought Boston Stars were better in that first game than the Panthers Stars. Barkoff had a really quiet night. Kachuk did get on the board. But, um, you know, a lot of the players like Verhage, um, Montur, Forsling, Ekblad, it was a pretty quiet night for the Stars of the Panthers. And also they were missing um, Sam Bennett in that game one, which – was a big uh, momentum swing in game two when he was inserted into the lineup. Absolutely. You know, we'll talk about game two in just a second, but just kind of wrap up game one, you know, across the board, I think the Panthers played well. I think everyone was pleased with the effort. There wasn't really too many glaring mistakes besides maybe some, you know, odd man rushes that maybe they wanted to clean up in game two. I think Lyon played really well. I think Maurice was quoted saying he gave him an A plus as far as his performance was concerned. So obviously going down 1-0 in Boston felt, you know, a bit, you know, shook as far as a Panthers perspective, but we knew that if they played like that, you know, you felt you could you can hang in there in game two and potentially steal it. And that's exactly what they did. A huge 6-3 victory in Boston, something that they haven't done since 2019, guys. I think Boston had won eight games or nine games in a row prior to uh, that Thursday night victory. So Credits to the Panthers. I think we were optimistic. I know the the boys were optimistic hearing that Sam Bennett was uh, ready to go. And, you know, just from that morning skate, it sounded like they were hyped up and, and what an impact he had, Ryan. I mean, a goal in his, in the, in the second period to kick off, you know, the, the night and then just all around, just great solid play from him. So, uh, you know, not sure if you want to touch a little bit more on Sam Bennett specifically. Yeah, I mean, Sam Bennett is probably going to be the key to this series. I know Bergeron's going to come back. Maybe game three, possibly. Hope I mean, hopefully not. But Maybe, Bennett yeah. changed the whole the whole way we played all around. So he's going to be huge for us. He took seven shots, had three hits. He literally did everything for us, and we couldn't ask for more. Um, yeah, Bennett Bennett's going to be huge for us. I think we can we can maybe steal uh, steal two two more wins here and see what we take it to game seven, but. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm nervous guys i'm nervous yeah before kirby uh you jump on bennett I, I remember saying in spaces and you know the night before that i felt like in that game game one specifically we we missed bennett more than bergeron than the boston miss bergeron and i think it just echoed to the game two specifics on just how well bennett balanced the lineup we talked about that a lot in spaces just moving lundell down and moving some pieces around to give you more depth have stall as your fourth line center rather than your third line center. So yeah, Kirby, I know you talked about Ben in a lot of spaces, uh, you know, just some words from, from yourself. Yeah. Um, I just think he, like you mentioned there, David changes the whole makeup and outlook of your team. Um, something that we talked about after the game one post game in spaces, Cody and I, and Cody was really good at mentioning this Panthers weren't utilizing the middle of the ice enough. They weren't driving, you know, they weren't coming through the neutral zone with speed, and I think Bennett changes all of that. He's been one of the best players for the Panthers all year on doing those things, coming through the neutral zone, kind of being a driver of his line, even though he's played with guys that are having career years this year in Verhage and Kachuk, just to name a couple. Just the way that he, how he looked from his first shift to the end of the game. Mm. I couldn't believe how good he looked. I was expecting maybe like 70%, 80% Sam Bennett. But as soon as he got on the ice, that first shift in the first period, he made his impact known by just being physical, getting in on the forecheck. He was skating very well. That first goal that he scored was a beautiful net drive that, you know, Allmark might want to have back, but 
you know, Sam Bennett also was contributing to the Verhaggy goal later in that game, just that heavy on the forecheck there that Kachuk was able to get the puck and get it mm. over to Verhaggy. So, you know, if that's going to be the second line, kind of that Verhaggy on the left side, you know, Bennett on down the middle and then Kachuk on the right wing. That's going to be a good look uh, for the Panthers for that second line. Then you just kind of got to sort out your other lines, the top line, get Barkoff going a little bit more. He started to get going in that game too. But yeah, Bennett for me was by far and away the first star of the game. I know there was a couple other guys that had really good performances in game two, mm-hmm. but I really think without Sam Bennett, like where is this team? I think Lyon carried the team through game one and into game two. And then it was kind of the Sam Bennett show from the start of that game to the end of that game in game number two versus the Bruins. I'd have Lyon as the two as the number two star as well. He he killed it for us in game two. So yeah, maybe that third goal that he let in maybe you know knocked him down a couple stars. But yeah, it was, was it was over. The game yeah, was yeah, over. Yeah, you know, yeah. So. But I think I think Montour got first overall star. Bennett got second, and then Kachuk got third. Right. So. Uh, but before we get to the next uh, player to highlight here, Ryan, I'll ask you this question: Let's say Sam Bennett had been healthy against. Toronto and Carolina do you think that would have made a difference that maybe we aren't playing Boston in the first round oh for sure for sure I think we would have we would have gotten another point we would have beaten Carolina and we would be playing the Devils right now right right and the Devils are getting smoked by the Rangers so we'd probably be up to the Rangers in four we'll find someone else out there that did that I bet you can't find it <laughs> I mean, he's, oh, yeah. he's been so... And the Rangers would be going back home okay. too, Ryan. Rangers would be going back home after game two if they hold oh, on. Oh, yeah. So that, that series is all but done. Wow. Yeah, Sam Bennett's going to be huge for us. I mean, I hope he stays healthy, whatever his whatever his issue was. If we can get Barkov going, like we say, every single playoffs, then <laughs> we are we have a shot. But if, if he doesn't want to... Sh- I'm sorry if I'm going to hop in on him, but... If he doesn't want to shoot the puck, we're not gonna we're not gonna beat the Boston Bruins. You know, it's just it is what it is. One shot in two games is pathetic. Um, he did he did play better last game, but he still needs to shoot the puck if he wants to be a superstar. And I just did air quotes there. So, David, I, David, I want to hear you counter kind of Ryan's points on what you, I guess, liked from Barkov or certain elements of his game because i'm really curious to hear that because i know we've taken a lot of calls on spaces you and i Mm -hmm. and then even the after show a lot a lot of bark off debate and talk so i'm really curious on your takes on him yeah i'm really interested obviously Barkov on the offensive side he hasn't really gotten it going um i think the only real one that has been consistent both games as far as offense has been kachuk obviously we know in, in the game one he was the only one that registered a point at all um yeah, Ryan, obviously that one shot on goal through two games is obviously discouraging. Sam Bennett has – he actually leads the team with seven shots in those two games. Yeah. Uh, so just shows his kind of point of view, attack, and just shoot the puck. So, yeah, and I, I said this yesterday that Barkov, I think, when the game got uh, in Panthers' favor in that third period, kind of really started taking control. And he started to take control even in that second period, just, mm-hmm. you know, in the defensive zone, being that big body, you know, bodying – and holding off McAvoy in, in certain corners of the ice and stuff like that, stuff that you really like from him. But, yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Ryan. He's got it, especially on the power play, which – Yes, the power play, yes. Yeah, the yeah. power yeah. play Just where – Just rip it. Just rip it. Where we've, I think, gone 0 for 6 or 0 for 7 in the first two games where I think Boston's around 2 for, like, 6 or 7. 
which I said is going to be the key to the series, ultimately, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that power play has got to be clicking a little bit more. You want Barkov to be firing quicker on maybe some of those options. But on the power play, David, uh, people have been saying to me, Boston, their second power penalty killing, sorry, this season, mm -hmm. they're really pressuring the points. So exactly. pressuring Monter, pressuring Ekblad. That should leave some space for either Barkov on the wall off coming off the boards off the wall or in the middle of the ice where he's able where the team's able to get him the puck, whether on that bumper play or whatever, and be able yeah. to just like Ryan said, rip the puck, you know, on his stick, off his stick quick. Kind of like the days of when he was on the um power play with Dadanoff and Hoffman. Mm -hmm. When they get him that puck, it's on his stick, off his stick. And I think Panthers have to make some adjustments there. And I think it has to kind of revolve around Barkov on the power play. Yeah, Reinhardt also with one shot on goal throughout the series. So, and, and just looking at the time on ice, it's, I'm very intrigued by Barkov's aver actually averaging under 20 minutes a game uh, on uh, time on ice with Reinhardt actually being the leading forward around 2130s. Yeah, Kachuk and Reinhardt are averaging more minutes. I, I, I'd love to take get Alexander Barkov's back on this one too. I'd like to say something else. Yeah. <clears throat> it's a joke that he still has Duclair on his wing. I mean, it, that's got to change like immediately either drop him to the third switch him with Reinhardt I don't care but it's not working or or scratch him I, I don't care put in Giovanni Smith but Duclair and Barkov is not working you got to get Barkov going if Barkov and Kachuk are not putting up points we're not winning I'm I not don't saying think Kachuk is no sorry Ryan go ahead no no go ahead go ahead no, I was going to say, I don't think, and maybe David agrees with me or disagrees with me, I don't think you can scratch Giovanni Smith for Duclair. Giovanni Smith made that bad penalty in game one. Yeah, that was good. yeah but Duclair but like, that's why he got scratched. less so, than nothing. It's like, it's pathetic. Do you bring Zach Delpy in? Because I'm a very proponent sure. of, like, that's a guy that can make a momentum change. And some people are like, okay, whatever. But that's how close Duke is getting. Because I think if Duclair starts to kind of, loses confidence even more so he's going to have his minutes re reduced ryan and then it's going to get to the point where he is going to be scratched yeah. so like last year to see maurice make changes so does he make that change i i mean Tor tortorella was right david right so uh and we scratched him last year he just needs to do something or or drop to the third line barkov needs all the help he can get right now i mean he's not shooting duclair's not doing anything it's it's it, the first line can't be struggling like this yeah, I'm with you guys. I mean, Duclair for sure. We we highlighted him uh, when we were doing our picks. Oh, that could be a sneaky pick, you know, for me taking him in that fourth round. <laughs> we did our our fantasy little. Picks I avoided there. him. I took even Lombard, and I. Well, that was the last pick. I should have taken Nick Cousins or something. <laughs> yeah, Eric Stahl. But, uh, yeah, Eric. Eric had would have been nice, an option for me. Nice banger uh, of a goal in game two, but. Yeah, that turnover for sure that uh, kind of blew the game. Not blew the game, but made it closer than it probably should have been. And just a, an errant pass by Duclair to give Marshad a, a gift down Broadway Street for, for Alex Lyon. Just inexcusable play there. And yeah, he's David, minus. what does that look like, David? What does that look like if that changes the game in Boston? Ah, that's what I'm saying. Imagine that, that goal. Swings that was horrible. Back. A shorthanded play. You know, Panthers are already struggling on the power play. And to give something like that is just. Duclair's got to be thanking uh, his lucky stars that the Panthers won that game. I mean, he's minus four. He's besides Josh Maher at minus one. Duclair is really the only one that's tanked as far as the plus minus. He's only got. Ugh. Four shots, averaging twelve minutes and forty-five seconds. I mean, I know you can't a have a first-line winger averaging that for time. Exactly, and I know there's a lot of Duclair fans out there, but I don't know. I think his leash is getting He's really finished. short. I mean, I think he'll play He's tomorrow. Done. 
I think he'll play game three. I'm not going to lie, but uh, I think oh, he's going to get a, a point or two. For I'm sure. saying one more, one more performance like that. And I think you really start, yeah, got to start thinking. Go. Um, I, I want to give some props to a player that I usually, um, I have been d- dissing a little bit this year. Um, I think Anton Lundell's had a great series so far. He's, mm-hmm. he's won more uh, faceoffs than he's lost. He's been very good on the PK. His effort, I think, is off the off the charts right now. So I just want to give a little shout out to him. He's he's yeah, he's not on the scoreboard, but he is he is playing hard. He's shooting the puck, all of that. So good good for Anton. He finally got it together in the playoffs. On Ryan's point, there, I tweeted something out um, before Game Two that was talking about the center position and, and hopefully having like Bennett back in the lineup. And I kind of wanted to look at the different players' um, home and road splits. And I was quite surprised because, you know, Lundell hasn't had that good of a year, obviously, this season. But he was the only, um pulling it up here right now, he was the only center on our roster that had more points on the road. He had 12 points in 37 games played on home ice, four goals, eight assists. 36 games on the road, just one more game than he had on home ice. Eight goals and 13 assists for 21 points. So he was our one center that I can see here from my list that had better numbers on road splits. And like Ryan just alluded to, I was really impressed kind of by Anton Lundell's two games overall here on the road. Very tough building in Boston. I hope he can carry that over to home ice. Um, I know Lundell's had a really tough year, but down the stretch there, he helped us out. Remember that Montreal game with Kachuk there, setting Kachuk up for one of his goals, um, mm-hmm. hat-trick goals that night. I thought that was one of Lundell's best games. He also, I think, had a goal that night, really nice tight hands yeah. in tight. Um, You hope that he pots one. But I think like the center of our ice now, if it's like Barkov, Bennett, Lundell, Eric yeah. Stoll, this is something that you can compete with the Boston Bruins with Bergeron. And to Ryan's point, Ryan said maybe he's expecting back next game. I'm wondering if Boston doesn't even bring him back in game three because the series won one. If Panthers take game three, then they maybe start to panic and be like, we need to get Bergeron back in here. But there was some clips released today, Ryan. I don't know if you've seen them, spitting chiclets. And they were wondering why Bergeron was playing that last game in Montreal. But he maybe was playing that last game in Montreal for his home province because if he's going to retire ultimately at the end of the year, that's why he was playing in that game. But there could be other health things going on with um, with his chest, lungs. I've, I've heard some people say maybe fluid in the lungs. So like you got to wonder what's going on. Is he dealing with illness and injury? So this is really big for the Panthers because Boston looked good with Zaka and Krejci down the middle in game one. But uh, Panthers started to expose them there in game two, especially when the Panthers added uh, Bennett back in the lineup, heavy on the four check, getting to pucks before the Bruins players. And I think right now uh, Panthers defense is looking better than um, Boston's defense and Panthers are looking better in net right now too. Well, at the time of this recording, um, from what I saw uh, today being Thursday was – that Bergeron, they didn't know if he was traveling with the team. So last I saw was that he there was uncertainty. I didn't see any pictures or anything released as far as him actually being on the plane to Florida. So uh, it's it's a time at the, by the time you're listening to this, maybe that's changed. But as of the time of the recording, there was no indication that Bergeron was even uh, on the plane to South Florida. Um, so obviously that would be a plus for for Florida at home knowing that Bergeron wouldn't be back for games three and four, assuming he doesn't get on a plane after game three. But yeah, I mean, Kirby, I think one player that, again, we have to highlight is Montour. I mean, just continues to, you know, set records on maybe things we didn't really know, like a defenseman to score two goals in a game in a playoff game was a record. So 
Yeah, I mean, I'm your personal Monty Montour meme creator nowadays on the Discord. <laughs> I've not called for it. On David Twitter. has been doing this all on his own. Uh, yeah. Some people sent me some in my DMs today. I did not ask for them, but they were awesome. I retweeted one just earlier tonight. But um, are you guys going to maybe kind of pull back on me ranking Montour ahead of Charlie McAvoy? Because after two games, so I think far. it's a clear present advantage for Montour. I know there's more hockey to be played, but uh, Charlie McAvoy is really struggling as their number one D and. Yeah, you know, if, if you count Montour as our number one D all year, he's really stepping up, and you're, and you're finally starting to see Ekblad come into form. You saw Forsling rebound from game two. I didn't like how he looked in game one. Mm -hmm. Everyone's like, Herbie, we need some Montour offense going here, going into game two, and he pots two goals. And you know, yep. Boston's a really tough team. I think, I think they are really, you know, playing those point guys really tight. So it's got to be room there. That Montour first goal was all team orientated there uh mark stall touched the puck reinhardt i think won the face off barkoff set the play up behind the net that was a great team goal there and then barkoff got in front of the net yeah to kind of create a screen on that nice monster goal and then that second goal was all money on that shot but like this <laughs> th this is what i mean like you saw the celebration there i believe it was on monter's second goal there yeah. david uh panthers um admin got a really good video there of the panther yep. bench you even saw barkoff get excited there ryan from the bench on Money Monitor's second goal. You got to go look at that clip if you didn't see it. Yeah, so, the whole bench was like, I'll check yeah. that out. You got to check it out. And they gave him the puck of the game. I, If I'm Barkov, I know Ryan was clowning on Barkov a bit. I would have given it to Ben, especially he came back and I thought he was the yeah. first star of the game. But uh, Montour was right there with clutch goals. And uh, oh, it was awesome seeing the interviews. And uh, you would have given it to Montour. Come on now. No, no, I would have given him a hug and a kiss. You know, I no, know. No, 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 no. And Canada, the, the Canada um, television uh, network, they were they were making fun of um, Montour a bit. They're like, well, the Panthers do play with two defensemen on the power play, but uh, Montour's kind of a rover out there. So it's kind of like playing with a 4-1 system. I'm like, hey, hold on here. But uh, they were giving him a lot of love there too um, on the broadcast. So yeah, it was nice to see. It's nice to see when your big players start to show up. And I think, you know, the four players that I gave free passes to that people gave me a lot of heat, David and Ryan were Kachuk, Montur, Verhage, and Lyon. You can argue those are like, and I would have pre, I would have put Bennett in as my X factor. I just didn't know what his health status was when we recorded the last podcast, but I thought he would be a huge X factor in this series. So I'm pleased those guys are rolling. Like Ryan says, we just need the captain going. We need Ekblad, Forsling, that top pairing going. And if those guys start to catch up with, those four names that I just mentioned, uh, Panthers have a chance for an upset in this series. So I'll give you guys a quick uh, grade here. All right, Florida Panthers through two games, goaltending. Give me a grade. Ryan? A. Kirby? A. No. Defense? Ooh, Kirby, go ahead. <laughs> I'll do... Just, just a letter. I don't need a, an explanation. All right, I'll do... I'll do... Uh, I'll do B+. Plus. Yeah, that's what I was going to say because of the game one. And then offense. Now, me and Ryan are green here. Yeah, I might. I mean, I might do. Oh, I might do B plus just because the games were one and two were so different on offense. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Ryan. I was going to say B, but I'm going to go B plus because of game two. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I think goaltending has been A, defense has been B, uh, and then offense has been, you know, B as well, I think. Uh, nothing has been too fantastic offensively. Obviously, six goals is nice to get. Uh, that third period was probably one of the most historic third periods in Panthers playoff history, to say the least, in Boston to tie that series up in just a crunch moments, two to two. So, yeah, I'm with you guys. And I think the only real thing that we have to kind of maybe we worried about again is just 
staying disciplined, uh, not taking silly penalties. I mean, we know that there's going to be penalties being called, you know, every game, but, you know, maybe just unnecessary ones like, you know, cross checkings and the high stickings and those yeah. little stick penalties that were just so patented to doing, uh, you kind of have to limit that. And we've been seeing five on five, the Panthers have had the majority and the better play, I think in the first two games, than Boston has. And I think there's real red flags over there in Boston, just seeing, you know, how good Florida can be. There's good balance and there's really good confidence in that room for sure. But we're getting Boston's best shot tomorrow for sure on Friday. So we're, yeah. we're going to be ready. And I need, I need to give out an F grade as well, David. Can I just give – I just want to – before Ryan's F grade, I just want to say on the line front, we give him an A. I think going forward, especially in game three, he can't allow a bad goal. He allowed that bad goal with Marshawn to hit his glove and then that bad goal against Taylor Hall, which didn't matter because it was at the end of the game. But he's had two bad goals in two games. I think that needs to be eliminated. Other than that, I have no complaints about Lyon. Full confidence in him. He's playing great. Yep. Let's just see if he can continue that into game three. But uh, go imagine ahead. Imagine if we didn't have 10 million and Spencer Knight's contract on the books, what this team could be. Oof. So who are you giving an F? All right. F. F. This could go for losers of the week as well. We'll do it. Um, the Bruins fans. I mean, to leave <laughs> to leave the game with seven minutes. You saw them all clearing out after your historic season, the best regular season of all time. And mm -hmm. then it gets worse. They're all calling for Swayman to start after one bad game for the Vezina Trophy winner. It, it doesn't make sense to me at all. What what their issue is? I, are they they might be a little spoiled because you know they've won they've won a bunch with the Patriots. The Bruins have won. The Celtics have won. Every everyone's won. So like I, they might be a little spoiled at this point. But I think they're acting like little bitches. Um. So it's kind of it's kind of disgusting how they act. You know, Boston is a, is a disgusting place to start with. So Careful, they need to get their right. act together. Careful, Ryan. You might uh, pop up on, you know, the soft side of hockey Twitter over there because apparently, <laughs> you know, calling some names out uh, from the benches on hot mics are frowned upon. Yeah. Do, do they not know that stuff gets said like that every single shift? Like, come on. <sighs> I guess not. It's new for them to have hot mics. So. And yeah, you know what the Bruins, you know what the Bruins fans are saying online? They're like, well, Lomberg better watch out for the rest of the series. I'm like, come on. He tried, he fought a guy six foot three. Do you know he fights guys that are six foot seven? Ooh, we're really scared. Lomberg's <laughs> really scared. And if Lomberg's living rent free in the fans' heads and the Bruins fans, um, sorry, the Bruins players' heads, then they got a long series ahead. Because uh, I think, you know, Ryan said Boston's going to bring it in game three. I think Lomberg's going to bring it in game three. He had those, what, two bad penalties. Um, I think coming back home, Lomberg, yeah. that's a, big energy boost and if he's running around, he's not even been in full agitator yet he's only gone about 50 percent we've saw what Lomberg's done in those Tampa Bay series so if Boston's already worried about someone like him they they need to get their focus on because I'm, I'm seeing a lot of stuff today with the fans and um the players you know um taking cousins stick there if I was cousins I'd say something to yeah. the media I'd be like you know the league didn't do nothing about um Bertuzzi taking my stick to the bench and breaking it so maybe I'm just gonna Bertuzzi's figure out a payment plan on the ice next game with him so I would start to say I'd start to talk a little bit if I'm Florida you got nothing to lose you're playing with house money right now you're one one if I'm Lomberg cousins I start to stir up some stuff here yep. that's gonna start taking cousins... attention away from the the Kachucks and the Barkos right I think Cousins makes a big energy play this weekend. I don't know what game, but I think he gets into a fight or hits someone and mm -hmm. does something after the play and is a, a major pest. That's that's my prediction. Ryan, the Panthers haven't shown them anything like they have versus Tampa with kind of those little fights at the end of the game. That was nothing. That's nothing. Yeah. If people want to see something, look at the Florida-Tampa series. Well, the we've refs, got all those same players except Marchment on this roster. We can bring it with Gudis and Bennett's back. 
and Lomberg and Cousins addition this year. Like and maybe put Smith in for Duclair, right? Yeah, if you want to add that kind of element in there, I think Delpy will, will come into the fire there too. So, sure. uh, yeah, there's some guys there that are going to, you know, Ekblad's playing with a little bit of snarl. I know Mon- Monteur, you always say this, David. We know this. He's got the players' backs out there. There's enough guys that, you know, I, I don't know if Boston wants to play that game. Boston can play any game, but if they want to go fight in the alley with Panthers at home, Panthers will do that. And David, you'll be there, Ryan. You'll be there. The crowd will be jacked up if there's little fights going on and all those type of things. So Panthers will drag them into that if they want it. Yeah, Lamborghini loves playing at home, and he, you know, he's celebrating the birth of or the one year birthday of his son. So I'm sure he have a little chip on his shoulder seeing his kid now and uh, being at home. You know, he always loves playing for the home crowd. So I'm excited for sure. I think, like we said, as a as a Florida fan base, I think we have to be very pleased with uh, the Panthers stealing a game and getting a game in Boston. Uh, no matter how it was done, I think Lion has done fantastic to say the least, and. Uh, just carrying over his relatively good play in the regular season to finish and then, you know, playing relatively really strong in Boston has just been encouraging to see. I think uh, uh, we were I was kind of split on, you know, the Bobrovsky Lion front, but uh, I think the confidence is fully there with Lion for sure. So uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break here and then we're just going to uh, wrap up some things on what we hope to see in games three and four. And, uh, you know, so stay tuned and we'll be right back. It's NBA playoffs time. That means big hoops action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can, sco- can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place the same game parlay on any NBA game. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code THPN. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Yeah, obviously a busy weekend here in South Florida. Two home games, Friday and Sunday. Huge chance for the Florida Panthers to control that home ice if they can get both wins. But we know it's not going to be easy. We talked about it on the last episode. Boston has um, lost both times that they played the Panthers here at home. Obviously won in overtime. But we know that the FLA Live Arena is going to be hopping on Friday, Ryan. I know you'll be there. I'll be there. Hoping to see a lot of fans there and a lot of red and not necessarily a lot of yellow. So uh, I'll ask you first, you know, who do you have your eye on the most in these next two games to uh, kind of hopefully put the Panthers over the edge? I mean, it's got to be Barkov. He's got to be aggressive. Number one, um, he, you know, he's got to he's got to do work with what he's got on his lines. I know we already talked about Duclair, but. Barkov needs to shoot the puck on the power play in general. He just needs to needs to be aggressive. And then as a team, I think we need to stay physical. We've been very physical with Boston. Every single player in game one recorded a hit. We just need to keep that up and that intensity. And I think that's the only way we have a shot to win this series. 
Yeah, I know, Kirby, I'll ask you the same question, but I'll throw mine in there uh, real quick here. I'm going to be looking at Aaron Eckblad a little bit uh, for sure this weekend. Um, you know, averaging about 24 and a half minutes. I think he's played really strong the first two games. Uh, I think he took one sloppy penalty where I think he tripped up Posternak. But outside of that, I think like Kirby said a little bit earlier, he's been physical. He's been blocking, you know, a little bit more, you know, extra shots and stuff like that. So uh, Aaron Eckblad, I know he likes playing at home. He's, uh, you know, going to be in front of some family and friends. So hopefully some of that uh, South Florida air gets to his lungs and he has relatively strong uh, two games in Boston or in Florida because I think he's played uh, really well in these first two games. So I'll, I'll be looking at Aaron Eckblad, not just to produce offensively, but to stay really disciplined defensively uh, on that side of the puck for sure. Yeah, and I know we mentioned Lundell earlier, just down the center of the ice. I think he has to be really big, but just moving forward. But I'm going to say, I'm going to throw two names out there. And one to time to yours there, David. Um, Gustav Forsling, I think he had a really rough first game. He was making bad pinches. The game could have been a lot worse if Line didn't come up with those two, three highlight saves that we didn't mention earlier in game one that really kept the Panthers in that game. And I don't think that first pairing was really good. And especially Forsling on that pairing. So I think he had a good rebound game in game two, but I need to see more from him. I need to see him coming back at home. I need to see him escaping the forecheck of Boston, skating with the puck out of the zone, not like throwing it over to Ekblad or throwing it to one of his wingers, coming out of the zone clean, starting to initiate some rushes so the team doesn't have to play that dump and chase style game. It's key for Forsling to play that style and for him to take some of the hits and come back with it, You know, not shy away from contact, be able to add to some of that offense. Maurice gave that second power play unit when Duclair made that turnover from um, that unit there. Forsling was on the ice there for that power play unit. So let's see Forsling pot a power play goal. Let's see him initiate up in the rush five on five a little bit more. And then I'll add in Ryan Lomberg, two penalties last game, not one of his best games this season. I'd say that was probably one of his worst games of the year. I think he's going to rebound at home. He loves that energy of FLA Live Arena. Took those two minor penalties, one out of frustration. So he's got to kind of harness that in, but still be himself and be heavy on the forecheck. You know, be heavy on the forecheck, get to a puck, get it to Forsley. Maybe he pots one in the back of the net. So I think those two guys are really key in game three and four. Yeah, for sure. I agree with both of you guys. I think, you know, there's obviously going to be a lot of important players. Obviously, can Sam Bennett stay hot? Can Reinhardt, you know, pick up his play a little bit? I think the bottom pair, the bottom six has played really good in that second game. Eric Stahl had a nice goal. Colin White got an assist. Nick Cousins got two assists. Lisa Reinen got a goal. So, you know, you got a little bit more depth. And, you know, I think what we had Kachuk only on the score sheet in, in game one. And you had 10 more players to get on the score sheet in game two. So I don't know if you need 10 more players to get on the score sheet a night, but if you can get five, six guys uh, with a point or two, you know, you're going to be looking really nice. So um, like I said, Ryan, I know you'll be there. I'll be there. And uh, I'm excited to see what the Florida fans uh, bring. And, and hopefully they bring the energy from the start because we know there's going to be a lot of Boston fans but uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be definitely a, a challenge for sure. Like you said, Kirby, a 3.30 p.m. puck drop on a Sunday is not the best. It's historically, I don't think we've played well, you know, on these matinee games. Uh, I think the one that sticks out was last year's 1 o'clock. Was it 1 o'clock, Kirby, I think it was? Or yeah, five? well, that Tampa Bay game where they had yeah, the scheduling yeah. conflict and it was back-to-back -back days, remember? I think it was the evening before and then the weekend um, afternoon game that 
yeah. sunk the Panthers there on the sweep. And remember, Boston is a master of these afternoon matinee games as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really interested to see what happens in that in that first game, game three. I think the Panthers gotta gotta control the play. They've got to play with that confidence. They've got the building behind them, and I'm really excited to see what comes out of it. So game three was my key of this series from the beginning. I know Ryan said Boston's going to show their best, but I felt like all along, if the Panthers were going to have one of their best games, it would come in game three at home Friday night. Yeah. yeah I'm excited. I know Ryan's excited. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we wanted to cover. Ryan Kirby, not sure if you wanted to touch on anything else, but I think we're, the fans are excited. I'm excited uh, for these next two games. Yeah. I just think, uh, the building needs to be a little louder than it was last year against Washington and Tampa. Um, I think I think it was a little it was a little dead last year for a playoff atmosphere. If it, it needs to be a little better this year, that's all. Well, I know that yeah. last year last year they were home games, so hopefully, or I'm sorry, weekday games. So hopefully, the weekend Friday night yeah. stirs up the 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 Latinas, as I like to say, Kirby. Woo! I Kirby and some of the that's all, don't get me started. But like <laughs> also also. Kind of what Ryan was alluded to there, that Tampa Bay, some of those games, I know I'm watching them from home and stuff like that. Felt like really regular season vibes. So maybe some of those uh, Bostonians, those Northeasterners coming into that building, Panther fans kind of like protect our turf. You know, lots of little bit more, you know, chatter going on after that game two loss for Boston with their fan base. So hopefully Panther fans bring that energy um, into game two. And, and David, yeah, just... We're going to go live after the game. So whenever you're coming back from the rink, we kind of do the spaces and we ran a real late one after the game two win. So hopefully good vibes Saturday night. And, yeah, what time uh, are you guys done with that? Man, we went, I think we, um, we, we went an hour and a half, David. We went pretty long and we might've went two and a half, three hours last night. So yeah, if the game ended around like 10 20 on, on Thursday night, or I'm sorry, uh, Wednesday night. And I think I ran my half till about 1130 Eastern time. And then Kirby went till like 2 a.m. I think you went to. We Kirby. had Jack call in that was at the Boston game. So shout out to Jack. And I mean, he was telling us uh, all about the atmosphere and everything like that. So he hung in all night. So. Yeah, he's some grinding late night hours, Ryan. I don't, I don't know. We're, I'm too old for that stuff now. <laughs> yeah, my West Coast is holding me up out here. Yeah. And we've got some uh, shout yeah. out to new canadian exactly. panther fans that that david introduced to me on his spaces so this panther uh community is really strong right now yeah for sure and kirby's got that two hour difference so it's not that bad for him but i know yeah. you're a night you're a night owl you're up I by that's yeah. you're up by kirby, uh, what, what's the score again of our of all our three teams oh yes thank you ryan i believe you're here we go. the way in the fla cats player pool where we <laughs> yeah yeah before well, florida panthers uh-huh. i think ryan is up six wow Four one. I've got four. David's got where four. where was I in the poll? That's huh. Oh, that poll finished. Um, I it believe with you in it last. Was close. It was close. Come on. It's David sad. had a couple. It's sad. Couple Kirby. Kirby misled. Steve, I think maybe just voted David because he loves David. But um, yeah, I know pretty, Kirby pretty had, had all his. I had everyone voting for him. I know. And I know. No, 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 no. I I kept it legit. I didn't. And then they just voted there. for David because it's David. I know how. I know how the game works. So you're the yeah. underdog, Ryan. That's I fine. But Ryan, I told you that Bennett pick was the sharpest pick. I know. I gave him a gift with Kachuk. Don't even. I gave him the gift. Well, well, then why didn't you take Kachuk? I went with the heart instead of the brain. I said it. I said it. 
So I they, would be David's up. team's I holding up, up well. David's team's holding up well because Barkov's got him his points. Yeah, so, yeah. I would yeah. be tied or at least up if. Kachuk well, I would have taken Barkov. So exactly, I would, and then we would have been. Right. That was a two-point swing right there. So you'd be. No, I wanted David to have that pick because he had to pick between Barkov or Kachuk. That mm-hmm. was. A, That's just sad. You guys seed me up to go. <laughs> Make it tough for him. You know he has favorites. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> oh well, well there's still plenty of hockey. You never know. I can yeah, make it come back. So maybe maybe uh my we can't have Ryan win all these pools, you know. Well, he can't win the bracket he's never wrong. He's never wrong. If the your team if your team one. wins, David, that means the Panthers probably win the series. If exactly. Wendell and Duclair go off, I mean exactly that's true. Yeah. With I hope goal. you win, but we'll see. All my A's gotta step up. Mm-hmm. Anthony Anton Alexander and uh who am I missing? What do you guys call him? A-Ron? Oh Aaron, A Aaron, yeah. Aaron, yeah. <laughs> they gotta step it up, but Overall, like I said, we're very pleased here as far as how the Panthers have played. Uh, hopefully they can continue that play into the weekend. And, uh, yeah, we're hoping that on Saturday we can have a special guest, a very special guest on our show. And uh, hopefully we can lock that in, and then we'll talk about how Game 3 went and then how we'll have a preview for Game 4. So uh, if all goes according to plan, we'll have a special guest on Saturday. Uh, so stay tuned for that. But besides that, guys, I think, you know, we covered games one and two. I think overall, we like you said, you guys gave goaltending A's and then, you know, B's and B pluses for offense and defense. Uh, guys, well, well, let me let me ask you this, I guess, before we wrap up. Ryan, has Maurice done good? I mean, he's 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 cooking some stuff over there. I'm not going to lie. What do you what he's do you agree, Maurice? I think he's doing there. good. He's doing fine. Win a series. He's doing good. If he puts right. if he puts Duclair back in the lineup, then he'll be doing good. <laughs> I I'm just gonna say on the Maurice front, he's already made more adjustments through two games than Brunette there made it is. two games in Washington. There and we is. said that on spaces last year, and I've said that all along this year. And I said, let's see what Maurice could do. He put the second power play unit. It's not his fault that Duclair turned that puck I over. I think the ball he's slowly rolling. Verhage around. He's start Verhage starting to get some of that vibe back with that second I... line. Drop Duke down, maybe bring someone up, you know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think he's that elevating train... and he's he's throwing Montero out there like 25 minutes a night. So I can't complain there. That and he's given line confidence. Heavier. He's given line confidence. Everything he said in the media mm-hmm. has been perfect for the goaltending position. Cause that's hard for coaches sometimes because they try to stay hands off on that stuff and not say anything. He's like, it's Lions net. So fans can't really complain, David. How can they really complain about the things that he's done? You yeah. could say he's outcoached what the coach of the year in Montgomery so far. We've outplayed them on, you know, certain positions on the ice, goaltending, number one defense, mm-hmm. um, star watch. If you want to say Kachuk's got an edge over Pasternak right now, yeah. winning spots all over the ice. Now, special teams, like you said, that's one that I think the Panthers have to stay on top of if, if yeah. they want this series to go long and have a shot at it. Yeah, I mean, I think that train, like I was trying to say, is getting a little heavier on that Maurice track. So hopefully... <laughs> not seeing as many tweets out there, David. Not seeing hopefully... as much stuff in our DMs about, you know... Nope. Hopefully, change, hopefully with a couple wins or, you know, an early win here in Game 3, that momentum keeps going. And you never know. You never know. I mean, you upset the beast, and then obviously there's, you know, going to be some heads looking this way, say, hey, what is this team about? So... Yeah, excited for this weekend, like we've said, and I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. As always, thank you all for the likes, reviews, and comments. Herbie and Ryan, thank you for joining me on this uh, special episode, and hopefully the next time we talk, it's after a Panthers win. Um, So, Ryan, I'll see you at the arena on Friday, and hopefully Mm -hmm. if anyone else is out there, uh, you see us walking by, give us a a little wave or a little high five, and we'll uh, 
We'll definitely be looking forward to seeing you all. So until next time, thank you for listening. Ryan Kirby, I hope you have a great rest of your day. And go Cats. As always, like Ryan said, go Cats, vamos Gatos, and let's go Panthers.